Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James, who's sitting here with Senchika Glambit, the triple-breasted whore of Eroticon 6, as I'm about to do my <laughs> last shot of Malort, who she says is even tougher than a pan-galactic gargle blaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and if you didn't already know from the title, you probably guessed what this episode is just by what James said. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, 42nd anniversary! Because 42. Oh, crap. I just, and it just hit me why we were doing 42nd anniversary. <laughs> See what the rush was? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I wasn't rushing you for no reason. I was rushing you for the reason. <laughs> Oh, gracious. <laughs> I'm, this, this has been an ongoing communication that we've had. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's brilliant. That was brilliant. <laughs> I, I don't feel so bad about all my mispronunciations of all the characters that I've been doing now. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I don't know how I just planked on that. <laughs> Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, this is a great opening for... <laughs> <laughs> so, last episode was a bit a bit more drab because we just wanted to get to how it happened and what Douglas was doing and yeah. how it worked out. And, and this one, we'll talk about the things we liked or didn't like. I don't know that there's really too much I didn't like. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have to I say... I can't think of anything. Yeah, there, there will be things I didn't like as much as others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that. Uh, but I, I am sad that really was my last shot of Malor. I have to go buy another fifth. Oh, it's okay. I still have a, a half of my Imperial pint of Trooper, so you know. Oh, there you go, Ooh, Imperial pint. So, things and stuffs and what's not. Yeah, I have questions for you, and this will kickstart. Okay, how's that sound? Okay, uh, that sounds great. I'll probably have answers. Perfect. Pick one, if you had to pick one. Okay. And, and each of these five things actually comes from the book. There are five. Okay. Gin and tonic. Uh-huh. We mentioned that last time where yes. they're on the Golga Frencham B arc, offer gin and tonic, freak of the universe where every planet has a gin and tonic of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Jenny actually loves Hitchhiker's Guide so much, one of her email screen names is gin and tonics. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey which is what Ford would drink when he gets really super bummed out about being on earth with all the dumb people. And he go to a party and he sit in the corner with the girl and explain everything and, and drink whiskey. Uh-huh. Bitter ale, what Ford and Arthur drank at the pub right before the earth was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Old Jank spirit, which you can play a game using telepathy to knock the bottle over into your opponent's glass and drunker you get, the less you can do it. So you get drunker and drunker and Ford prefix would always play to lose. <laughs> or the Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster, created by ex-president of the galaxy Zaphod Beeblebrox, considered by the guide to be the best drink in existence. Its effects are similar to having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. So which one would I prefer? Which one would you drink right now? I'd probably have to go with the bitters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a nice ale. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do know that there are people who have created their own pangalactic gargle blasters. I've seen those, and I'm going to go yeah. with Douglas Adams' take on this, that it cannot be created on Earth. Yeah. The atmosphere does not allow it. 
uh, just a warning do not drink alcohol that has been mixed with an energy drink of any kind because that puts the alcohol in your system that much faster and can be very dangerous. Apparently one of the common themes that people who do homemade pain galactic gargle blasters, not recommended. <laughs> well, not by doctors, but actually that's no. on spot on for the pan galactic gargle blasters. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that's the whole point of why they do it is because it hits you that much harder <laughs> and faster, like, you know, the, the gold brick. <laughs> Old Jinx Spirit, when you've read that, I actually have a specific liquor, liqueur in mind uh -huh. when I read I don't know why, not sure. I have a theory as a hypothesis as to why I think this. But okay. when you see that or old, uh, Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster, any of the drinks in there that are alien, have you ever matched them up with a drink on Earth that you think would be similar for any reason? No. I hadn't really thought about it. I'm not sure why, but I always picture Old Jank Spirit as sort of being a rumple mints. Huh. Not sure, uh, or more specifically, lime rumple mints, which is a thing, because I picture the rumple mints, but then I also know you take the juice out of Old Jank Spirit for the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, so it has to have some sort of juiciness to it. Okay. Anyway. Now, I have questions, but then I realize, well, you know, we're, we're going to be getting into detail. Would you like to discuss? I'll leave it up to you. Um, okay. Let's do just, that. Just want to, okay. In that case, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> do you, do you want to just start picking your favorite character, your, your favorite media, what you like? Um, well, here, while you're thinking, I uh -huh. will reiterate what you said many times and what we both said in other episodes, not even having to do with this. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is the reason Jody and I are okay with different versions of things, whether those versions are canonical or not with each other. And in this case, all versions are canon, even when they completely disagree with each other. Yes. It's yeah. kind of like Jody's take on the Red Book, The Hobbit, uh, Peter Jackson yeah. versus Tolkien's Red Book, where same story as interpreted by two different people. Yes. So yeah. it's how you perceive it. So mm -hmm. if you don't like a certain one, totally up to you. You don't have to like any of them for any reason. Right. But we go with they're all proper and correct yeah and and you know again this is <laughs> because of hitchhiker's guide that's one of the reasons we do that um <laughs> which which is your yeah. favorite media uh do you, do you like the radio the book the the whatever um i okay i i i've liked all of them that i've experienced i would have to say um again because like i said at the end of the last episode because the movie was my introduction to it i think that's my favorite because as I read it or listen to it, that, that is kind of what I picture are, are the characters as they were in the movie. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the books. The books were great. The radio, uh, the, the five phases of the radio program I have are, are great. I do want to see the BBC TV production, even though it's, I, I, <laughs> it's quality wise, probably not up to the movie, but I'm sure, you know, humor wise, it's just as good. <laughs> But I, I would also say that not being the same quality probably ha gives it its own special flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I actually can't wait to see that. But um, part of the reason I like it is, uh, was it Martin Freeman? Yeah, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman as Arthur Dent. Dent, Arthur Dent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bill Nye as Slotty Bartfast, who has got to be one of my favorite characters out of the whole thing. <laughs> 
he just <laughs> I just when when he said that in the movie <laughs> you know Dent, Arthur Dent I just I died laughing you know it was <laughs> it my was, name is not important Florida yeah. Florida yeah. I told you told it wasn't, you it wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> um Sam Rockwell as Zaphod yeah Sam, I mean look Sam Rockwell is a brilliant actor I've loved him in everything I've seen him in. He he's he's one of those actors that he loses himself in the character, and and you, you forget that it's him. Uh, Zoe uh, Dash Chanel. Dash Chanel, yeah. I, it was the first time I had seen her in anything. Um, I thought she was great, and and again, you know, like mentioned in the last episode, Alan Rickman doing the voice of of uh, Marvin. Um, I just <laughs> I, even, even listening, and the, and the guy's voice was kind of close, but even listening to the BBC radio production, I. I still hear alan rickman so yeah uh, seeing the movie first i think had a had a really big impact and had i not seen the movie i don't know that i would have actually sat down and read the book at least as soon as i did Uh, i mean you know i may have gotten around to it in the last 15 years but um, oh sure sam and i talked about it all the time that wasn't worth it no You have well, to go no, that's why I'm saying I would have eventually gotten around to it, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think it happened sooner because I, I saw the movie and I loved it. Yeah, I know. And it was a lot of fun to sit down and, you know, hey, that didn't happen in the movie. That's kind of, you know, <laughs> that was, it's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Then, the, you know, the movie is radically different than the, I think it's yeah. one of the most divergent, like that diverges from the other media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah except the video game. Uh, our, our friend, Jen. She also did uh, some sort of a, it's a different gen than, than the Jenny you were talking about. Um, she also does some sort of a, a thing where she's, in, in the past, I know she's done something where she's used the gin and tonic thing. Uh, she, for a while there, she was doing a lot of different costuming stuff for other people. And she came up to me one day because I have long hair and I had a beard at the time. She goes, I'm going to make a, a Zaphod costume and you're going to wear it. And I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's good too. I've seen the picture for the movie Zaphod. Yeah. Very good. It's yeah a good costume outfit cosplay it was uh it, it was funny though because the movie was so poorly received i wore this thing to dragon con and most of the people had no clue losers so i could talk about the movie since that's where we started or yeah. i could talk about how i first learned about it and got into it because that's what you just did which yeah did. yeah go ahead go ahead which one <laughs> Um, uh, here, I'll do the movie. Yeah, then, okay. Then I'll jump back and I'll talk about my first way, and then you can talk about your interaction with that. How's that? Okay, okay, okay. Movie, loved it. Few issues. Biggest issue Marvin's eyes should be red. Okay. Otherwise, Marvin's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't care. It's a different thing. Whoever saw this saw in a different wavelength. In their eyes, yeah. Marvin's eyes were green. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Zoe Dashnell. Mm-hmm. Love Jersey Trillion. I like the TV Trillion, and I like the radio Trillion, but they're different. Uh, yes. But the TV Trillion, the one problem I had with her is that they made her this blonde sort of the, – the voice she used was sort of a bleach blonde bubble, bubble, head, blah. Oh, and, I, and she's, I see why. The, yeah, she's not yeah, that she's, kind of character. No, she, I mean, she's got a PhD in, in physics and math and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, don't get me wrong, TV Trillion – good actor does a good job with what she's can do Mm -hmm. Uh, and douglas adams even says that he's not very good at writing female characters so you know what what can you do but yeah right but loved her i did not care at all that things were different i did not mind that there's a new 
character, Gag Halfrunt, did not care that they had to go to his planet. In fact, it's neat because you got to see the creatures with all the arms and the deodorant. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the, the planet and the creatures were at least mentioned in the radio. Right, and the books. I, I like that they actually go to Bogesphere. That's one of the differences. In the movie, they go to Bogesphere, where the Bogues yes. are. I think yeah. it's great, and I love how they show the jeweled crabs and the gazelles that they sit on and the ships and, and all around. <laughs> yeah. In the books... They had moved away from Volksphere and went to the Galactic Center to be bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. So that's different. Don't care. Is is actually right. really neat to see that. Yes. The the whole gun thing was new. Deep Thought was different. But you know what? Yes. It was fine. I just didn't like, I mentioned it last time, that because they had to change it for pacing, first, mm -hmm. I don't know why they had to make it an hour and a half-ish movie. Make it a two-hour movie. Two-hour comedy. I don't know how well that would work, but... Well, but I, it's sci-fi. It's not just comedy. That's it's true. It's a sci-fi action comedy. True. It doesn't so have maybe, to be two hours. Hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, that might have worked a little bit. Because they, they just took out, like, when they're lying in front of the bulldozer, and they talk about mm -hmm. the plans for demolition. We hadn't brought much attention. They take out the whole, you have to go down the steps that were broken, and there's no light in the laboratory with the beware the leopard. Mm -hmm. That's the humorous part of that whole thing. Yeah. And they took that out. Those few things are the only thing that bother me. I, yeah. I like the song. At the very beginning with the dolphin singing. Yes. <laughs> Thought that was great. So uh, long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. So long and thanks for all the fish. I'm not going to torture everybody. I'm not a Vogon <laughs> reading poetry. <laughs> the pub where they go in and they're talking about, don't we put bags over our head? I love that you actually yes. see them putting bags over their head just before the Vogon fleet destroys the earth. And, you know, and at the end, I know Arthur and Trillian don't ever really get together, but in the movie they did, that's that's fine. Yeah. Totally, perfectly fine. I guess. Well, and see, that, that was one of the things I think that was Americanizing it. I think that's one of the examples kind of of Americanizing it for the movie is to give Arthur and Trillian that kind of happy ending. Oh, yeah, but Douglas wrote the script, though, for the most part. He True. pretty much wrote it all but the pacing. So all the yeah. new ideas, they even said the new ideas were his. The gun, the going to Vogue Sphere, so the romance. There's only one other thing in the movie that bothers me, really, and that's Zaphod's okay. second head. It's just oh yes, because like, it's not. It, it's, yeah, it's his neck, kind of. I don't know. It's weird. Like that is not yeah. like everybody knows who Zaphod is because they see the three arms and the two heads. Yeah. Hey, who do you think you are, Zaphod Beeblebrox? Count the heads, honey. <gasps> you yeah. are. You see. Uh huh. Well, other than that, I liked it. You know that made it much easier for me to pull that costume off. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> until, until you can put glasses on your ego. <laughs> Want me to move on? Do you have more on the movie? No, no. I'm, I, so I was trying to think if there was anything I wanted to add to that, but not really. I think I'm good. Cool. So what was your uh, first? Uh, so my introduction book to or was the book. And that's, uh, yeah. so, um, so one of the things that we'll have in here are some interviews with friends. And at this point in time when we record this, I know I only have one, but it's with, with our buddy Sam, and he yeah. actually read the book much younger than I did. Uh, his, his parents had it on their bookshelf, so I, I never really – I do remember, though, seeing all the ads at the – you know, when we actually had physical brick-and-mortar bookstores in the mall. Yeah. I remember at the time, at least the second or third one came out, that they had huge displays, and it looked great. I just didn't really know what it was, but I was entranced by the Laughing Planet and the Dolphins and – and everything, and don't panic, but I, I didn't really get what it was, uh, so my first 
experience was in college where our friends, Mark and Jason, that we gained with a few times. Yeah. Now played cards with a lot. They talked about it. And they, they were so into it. I mean, they were hyper into it. And there's this, and there's this, and they do this, and there's, this is hilarious. So I'm like, all right, chill out. I'll read it. And I read it. I'm like, oh, crap, this is great. <laughs> they, were, they were also hyper into Spawn, and that, so, you know, <laughs> take, you know you, take from that what you want. <laughs> pick and choose. I, I, I like Spawn, but I'm not, yeah. I, I, I always go back to Mad Magazine and their, their spoof of Spawn and how he got his costume. He got his cape from Doctor Strange and his mask from Spider-Man and his belt from Batman and nice. <laughs> his chains from Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so my first one was the book. Loved it. I, you know, and then I, at the time, there were three of them. I think fourth one came out, like, really soon afterwards, so I was excited. I kind of got to read the fourth right away, and mm -hmm. yeah, I just, and uh, I knew about the radio show, but I don't think I'd heard any of them until you burned me a few copies true yeah yeah i um and, that, and that's actually how i got a hold of it was uh the, the the video game i found in a used video game bin thing like one of the mall's video game stores so i was excited my like, five bucks woo and then that, oh, of yeah. course i mentioned last time i sucked at it but you can actually find it online now that has a bit of visuals to it too so it's kind of neat oh, cool Ooh, i bet if i look on uh archive.org they probably got it i've found other video games on there to like the original castle wolfenstein Nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can just play it on BBC's website now if you want to. So. Oh, well, that would be easier. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I won't have to find a, um, uh, oh, crap, I can't remember what they call that little program that you put on so that a program will run on a newer computer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can even log in. Or emulator. Sign in make, yeah, emulator. yeah I, w I wouldn't have to find an emulator. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you can actually sign in, make an account profile for BBC, and you can actually save your progress. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'm trying to think of... So you've read the books. Oh, yeah. 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 And in, in all honesty, when I say book, I mean I mean the first five. <laughs> because that's what I bought. I, I oh, went out and bought the big... The, I got the big Omnimus... Oh, Omni leather. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, I think it's oh. got the laughing okay, planet so the on it. But yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, it's paperback, but it's got that the laughing yeah. planet on it. Okay. But yeah, it's... Back. All five, uh, uh, Omnibus Edition, I think, is, is something like that. I guess that's yeah. what they call it. Had Young Zaphod plays it safe. Yes, yes, yeah. it's got that in it. The way I've experienced it was movie, books, radio, BBC radio program. So, ah, the way I experienced it was books, BBC, because I found it on VHS, so bought it. Yeah. Uh, I think I got lucky, and they just had gotten the rights back from Hollywood when they're trying to make the movies way back in the day. Ah. Uh, so I got it on VHS. So, yeah, books. BBC TV series, video game. Now, see, I for Radio. some reason, for some reason, I was thinking that you had read it when we were in high school, but no, no. Okay, yeah, you would you would think that the way I talk about it, but nope. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you had already uh, you'd already been into Python by then. Oh, I, yeah, I was into Python in junior high, or yeah, maybe earlier, but junior high. Yeah, actually, haha. Wow, just thought of this. so. Sam and I were talking the other day. Mm -hmm. And as I'm going through this, my memory's popping up. And I remember, because Jody and I used to game, we were in a gaming group, and Sam and, and some others were in there. Because mm -hmm. I was reading it, I was into it, and Sam, we actually, a couple times gaming, we come in and go, Sam, hey, what's up? James, how you doing, you hoopy fruit? But no, none of you other fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't know what you were talking about. I had about. no idea. And I actually created a Hitchhiker's role-playing game that we tried once. Spent a lot of time I've, on that. 
<laughs> Nobody... I remember you working on it. I don't remember you running it, but I do remember you working on it. Yeah, we, we tried it once, and Sam knew what was going on, so he was into it, but nobody else really got it, so it, it went nowhere. I was quite sad. <laughs> oh, I would, you know, if you still got your notes on that, I wouldn't mind trying that again. <laughs> Now that, I, now that I've got a little <laughs> bit more of an idea what the hell would be going on. <laughs> yeah. But because but, I remember uh, Rob, we've mentioned multiple Robs. This is not the Rob who had to one-up nerdy things that I mentioned in the other episode, nor is it the Rob we usually make fun of. It's the third Rob. He's like, well, what's this about? I said, well, it's like a comedy in space. He's like, well, what, what do you mean? Well, it's, it's going to be a sci-fi game but you're going to have fun like paranoia. And he's like, I don't, I don't understand the concept. <laughs> I'm surprised that it was just you and Sam out of that group that were the only ones that had read it. Well, I figured at least Elizabeth would have read it. If anybody else read it, they certainly did not get the idea of doing it as a role-playing game. How's that? Yeah. Odd. Well, again, though, <laughs> I think you have to have read it and have a certain sense of humor. And that Venn diagram, that was me and Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not saying nobody had a sense of humor or read it but for this particular thing <laughs> you, you had to have done both and yeah <laughs> and been happy to be silly and that's a third sort of circle in the venn diagram and not everybody yeah be silly role play true, true right and those were the people who did not enjoy playing paranoia with us <laughs> <laughs> oh there's a whole episode on its own <laughs> Yeah. Uh, have to have Sam join us for that one. Uh, so who's uh who's your favorite character? And as I say uh, that, I don't have one. <laughs> so Yeah, I don't um I don't know. I, I probably yeah, I probably don't have one either. I mean I like I don't know. I mean I like those kind of five core characters. I just don't know which one I'd like the most. There's something I, about each one that I like. Yeah, and I don't. I was going to say I don't know that I'd say that I like one the least either. I don't know. I mean, clearly, I think most people would identify with Arthur the most, but I don't know that I would say Arthur would be my favorite character. There's something neat about each one. Yeah, not sure. Yeah, at different times in not just life, but let's say I was off on a sudden adventure in the galaxy. There are times where I would have been each and every one of them. Yeah. So, well, here you go. Here's a question. And, and again, okay. since you've not seen all the different things so you, you might not be able to answer but you can answer for the few you have okay what is your favorite image of zaphod and his three arms and two heads yeah i'm probably gonna have to stick with the movie on that one <laughs> <laughs> gonna hurt that you dressed up like him <laughs> yeah um well and i think that's also partially because sam rockwell such a damn good actor i just you know <laughs> you know the one thing like his portrayal is great and yeah. I don't think he meant to be a a, a galaxy-roving George Bush impersonation, but I kind of always got a bit of George Bush, like because he did the Southern Texas drawl and had the cowboy boots yeah, and stuff. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, and just enough, like George Bush back in his drinking days, seems like that's could who he be. was channeling to me. Didn't bother me. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I could see it. I do agree with you. It, it would have been interesting well i don't necessarily agree with you but i um i think it would have been interesting had they figured out a way in the movie to actually have him have have the second head you know where it normally would have been instead of hidden in his kind of where his neck meets his chest area yeah (laughs) 
and, and I guess what they want to do for the TV series, I, I know you've not seen, it's going to look very wonky and animatronic-y and not work. They talked about that where I have seen that. Yeah, it kept breaking down and wasn't working right, and it ended up being not what they wanted. And they had it working well, and then it didn't end. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I've that, seen – I mean, I've seen still photos of it, so I, I got an idea what that looks like. Oh, so. by the way, Moss Def thought he did a uh -huh. good job as Ford. I had no issues with, like – Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do know there's a subset who hated that he's black. I, Douglas, I, yeah, let's uh, – Douglas Adams had actually – suggested at one point that Zaphod could be black because yeah. he actually give in the book he's obviously white with blonde hair and blue eyes but mm -hmm. Douglas had wrote before that but I could also see that somebody who sees in a different wavelength would see him with darker skin and short dark hair so zero yeah. issue I thought he's a bit drier than Ford was my one issue with his portrayal I yeah yeah I and I, I do agree with that I think he was a little bit drier than, than Ford but it, it, in the books and the radio do you know how many different ways Zaphod, they explain his third arm and second head? Uh, no, I do not. Right, so I may not even have them all. Uh, and some, he just always had the second head. Uh, and you always get that too when they do the Ouija board, not the Ouija board thing, but the seance. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get, get his great-grandfather. His great-grandfather has two yes. heads. So you assume that he always has two heads. But sometimes mm, they yeah, think that but he, he doesn't. <laughs> sometimes you don't think he does. And of course, in the movie, he can have one removed. Yes, yeah. Um, and in the book, it's mentioned when, and even the TV thing and, and, and other places, uh, radio, well, he only had one head and two arms and called himself Phil at the time when Arthur first met him at the party where uh -huh. they picked up Trillion. On that, my favorite thing is the game actually explains it in that he had a birdcage on his shoulder and told everybody he had a parrot and he had it covered <laughs> because he didn't want the parrot to be seen. And there's a second head and the second head's always going, pretty potty, pretty potty, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, that, and you know, I've known that since I got the video game way back in the day, I got to like a certain point or maybe I read an interview with them about the game or whatever it was, but mm -hmm. I've had that and I'm like, I am, that, uh, that pleases me to no end. <laughs> That's funny. I think I have heard that. I mean, maybe you were the one telling me about that, but I think I have heard that. His third arm. Oh, so here you go. Here's a canon thing. I love all the different mm -hmm. explanations for his third arm. And I don't think they mention it in the radio. They did. They did. It's, it's it, because it was. Um, That's right. That's right. Be, Shit, they did. Be, That's exactly what I, yeah, sorry. Yeah, because, because Ford didn't, because he, he, hadn't, he didn't have it the last time he'd seen Ford. Yeah, the extra arm suit was, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And here, that's why I love it. I screwed up. Uh, there's something else where it's not mentioned. But in the book, it, it talks about he got it attached for ski boxing. In the radio, he actually says he got it for Trillion, and he hints that it's for her pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they, he, he got her off of her six months ago. He goes, you didn't seem to mind me getting the third arm when I started it six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I kind of prefer that version over ski boxing, but sure, whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, well, they're both canon. That's right, both canon. Could have been two things. It's like, well, you know, I got it for ski boxing, but hey, I can use it on you too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you want to know the neat thing I read about Ford? Sure. I'm going to tell you anyway, yeah. So. I figured you would. <laughs> so I'm a big Doctor Who fan. And, of course, Douglas Adams and Doctor Who stuff, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. He actually talked about how he came up with Ford and that it's the exact opposite of Doctor Who. The Doctor runs around the universe 
saving it. He goes to find something that's wrong and saves it. Whereas Ford oh. runs around the universe looking for a party and says the universe can take care of itself. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't do anything with hitchhikers, I'm not sure why you're listening to this episode unless you just want to catch the bug from us and go out and read and watch, which, which is cool. You should. But Ford, mm -hmm. Prefect, is not his real name. We mentioned that in the previous episode, but he is used here because when he came to Earth to be a roving reporter for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, he chooses the name Ford Prefect, misunderstanding who the actual primary life forms were, thought they were cars. And it was the Ford yes. Prefect is a car make. So he chose that to be inconspicuous. And, no. mm -hmm. and that is one of my favorite bits in the movie because I had read in an interview something, I don't know, like yonks ago, decades, that Arthur, and, and here's, oh, canon, we'll get to this in a second. But one of the reasons mm -hmm. Ford saves Arthur is because Arthur had saved Ford. And the yes. movie is where they actually show they that. They actually show that. Because he's going to shake hands with the car and Arthur saves him. So I love yeah, that Yeah, because theme. the car's driving down the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wasn't going to stop for the guy standing there holding his hand out. <laughs> With flowers. <laughs> Cause, cause With flowers, you... <laughs> yeah. So I'm so glad they put that because I'd read that. And I, for the longest time, I'm like, I know that Arthur saved his life, but I don't, I could never find it again. So I think it's just in some sort of interview I'd read. But yeah, like. Jody mentioned in the previous episode, all the different, like, you know, is Ford just taking Arthur because they're friends and he wants Arthur to join him in being a, you know, helping with the guide or in the video game, he just wants to return his towel. <laughs> yeah. And there are all these different things, but they're all canon. And the multiverse, you mentioned the multiverse. Yes. Ford was going to take him to another earth along the multiverse. Yeah. Well, that's because you brought it up. Did I? I don't you know. did. I've, I've had a couple pan galactic gargle blasters <laughs> uh, cushioning my blow with some bitter if i get transferred through a matter trans thing <laughs> yes oh haha -ha. one of the differences between the radio and the book is when they're mm -hmm. in the planet catalog you know they're captured on magrathia uh waiting yes. for arthur and you know they're they're going through the catalog and they wake zaphod up to see the gold planet they actually in one talk about how one of the planets is skin and and in the distance, they see peaks with like that are red top. And in, in the book, it actually, like, the, the planet's something else, but it says mountain peaks that with red peaks in the distance and all of a sudden 500 naked women come parachuting out of the sky. The radio show hints that the planet is made out of skin and those mountains are breasts with the areolas on <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm reading into it, but... <laughs> No, I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, and I like in the, the radio, if you read the book, you have the cops that are shooting at them when they're on Magrathia. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, that's one of the differences between the book and the radio and the TV and, like, you know, in the movie, movie and, and everything is how they escape that. But in yeah. the radio show, when he's talking about, I write books, but I've not had one published. The other guy goes, in crayon. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that not was, in the book. That was brilliant. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I love how they actually named them Shooty and Bang Bang in the, yes. in the radio. And 
<laughs> See, you, you got to do them all to get all the jokes. Mm-hmm. You got to do them all. Yeah. It's it's a brilliant bit of multimedia. <laughs> I, I don't uh, think that was the intention when it started out, but it's a brilliant, brilliant bit of multimedia. Yeah, it's, it's mostly they changed it to fit the media they were working in. But I mean, that's uh, just fantastic. I mean, there's Marvin. He's the depressed yeah. android who, and actually... Uh, Brain the what? size of a planet. <laughs> I've got these pains all up and down my left diode that nobody will fix. <laughs> Uh, people actually wrote to Douglas Adams and said, thank you. Actually, I mean, the whole thing cheered, us, cheered me up, but seeing Marvin actually made me feel better about having depression. <laughs> yeah, I could see that because it's, they're being represented. Oh, there's another, yeah, haha, the movie where mm-hmm. at the end Marvin saves them. Yes. I'm not sure if we should do spoilers. I don't know. It's been out for fucking oh. 15 years. Yeah, we can, we so, can do spoilers. Yeah, so there, there's an emotion gun that makes the person holding the gun when he shoots it or she shoots it they shoot it it makes person shot feel the same thing so he shoots vogons and marvin's yeah. depressed while the vogons get depressed well, yeah. and they don't want to continue the fight so they yeah. just give up they just fall over and give up <laughs> but but that's like how he saves them when the policemen yeah. are shooting he in the book he interfaces with their ship and the ship commits suicide because he's so depressing mm-hmm. and oh oh aha uh-huh. That is where I love the Ford character in the movie. He actually mm-hmm. uses his towel a lot, and you don't see that anywhere else. Yes. And he's, he's good with the towel, but he, he wraps up one of the Vogon animals from attacking him, and at the end, he actually wah, 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 and chases the Vogons and tells, run away, he's got a towel. <laughs> <laughs> that was yep. the best thing, because Ford obviously has a huge dice pool for gaming terms <laughs> in yeah. towel use in towel combat. Oh, yeah, that was funny. And then when he comes back through the gate, of course, it's this little white picket fence thing with the gate, but he closes it when the Vogons start chasing him back and locks it, and they go, you locked the gate. We have to go around the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Just because Vogons are very bureaucratic and simple-minded, and (laughs) well, the Uh gate's locked. Knock it down, but it's locked. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) See, the movie has its flaws, but mm-hmm. but honestly, if you were to do a deep analysis of any of these, they would have some plot holes and flaws. <laughs> I, I was going to say, but I think I think given the nature of the story, those plot holes and flaws aren't really plot holes and flaws. <laughs> I, I I think it's both. I think they're plot holes and some flaws, but to me, they're they're not bugs. They're features because that's what makes it exactly. <laughs> Yes, uh, but, but but that goes with the whole nature of it. It does. People would say Douglas would get sort of tired of writing, so at the end he'd suddenly do this huge. Well, you have to wrap this up and this up and <laughs> machina es deus. Type of thing. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, maybe, but also, I think I think he just was making it fun. <laughs> I, th- I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> like like the way he kind of works his way out of having to come up with what the question is for the life, the universe and everything. <laughs> oh, that's great. Cause I just, again, just finished the first uh, primary phase and brilliant. <laughs> well, well, you're never going to get the question because <laughs> basically the computer programs are wrong. <laughs> oh, I know. And that's, and that's a different thing too, depending on which most of them have. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I, I mean, I, that's, Oh, I have one more thing. Uh-huh. The, Islington Flats phone number 
of the party yes. where Arthur Metrillion is the improbability factor of being rescued in space, you know, within 30 seconds before he asphyxiate or whatever. Yeah. I've always wondered because they give other, and if you read the book or watch the movies or whatever, you'll, you'll see these, you know, it, it'll make more sense. It's more of a visual joke, but I wonder they give other improbability factors. Mm -hmm. Evidently that particular number was called a lot. Oh, I don't doubt it. And I wonder if anybody's tried some of the others. Because within adding a zero or not moving the two around or whatever, mm -hmm. there are other numbers in there that you could call. Hmm. Good point. But I'm not doing it. So if you all do it out there, yeah. don't be blaming this on me and have people in England call me up and say, asshole. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, um, I, uh, that reminds me of the, well, I, guess, I guess it was the song title, eight, eight, five, seven, three, eight, five, eight. seven, six, three, oh, nine. Yeah. Gin and tonics, I got your number. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny. I guess, I guess some people subtitle it Jenny, Jenny. I'm not sure, but yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people had to get their phone numbers changed after that song came out. <laughs> it's just fucking great. I think so. Did you like it? It's good. What'd you think? It's good. Yeah. Previous episode alert. That's a drink. <laughs> I, I don't think I have. I mean, we could probably go on with more and more like little nerdy things, but. Maybe. No, I think at this point the main thing is just tell people you you know check it out. You really have to experience it to understand. I don't, I not necessarily understand it, but because even after having watched the movie and read the books and listened to the radio, I don't necessarily understand all of it. But <laughs> I, I, it, 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 uh, yeah, you have to experience it. Otherwise, you're just not going to get what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I have one more thing. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, I actually have a note that I wanted to mention. Uh, we mentioned Doctor Who and the Cricket Men in the previous episode. Yeah. And how Adams used that for the basis of the third book, mm -hmm. uh, Life, the Universe, and everything. I'm actually glad. Uh, he talked about how he had to change the characters around because he had to take pieces of Doctor and and yeah. uh, you know, all the different things and, and switch them and put them there. And, uh, but he was glad to do so partially for Trillian because, as mentioned, Mm -hmm. uncomfortable writing for women because he didn't want to just make them these dumb characters but he didn't right. know how to which is why Trillian didn't get a lot of things uh, which is why I like Zoe Deschanel's version of her yeah but also in the third book she really gets to come out and she's the driver who gets things done and, and I'm glad he did that yes. in a way that Trillian gets to shine yeah yeah I will have to agree with that until then she is I mean she does things and she moves things and she's there mm -hmm. but not I don't know. She's not fully formed until book three. True. Where, where she's kind of the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and one more thing I, um, I've, you know, I've, I've tried my hand at writing my own stuff and I, I don't personally think it's very good, but one of the things I did write that was one of my more favorite things that I wrote <laughs> was <laughs> the, the original version of it before I started working on a second draft actually was was very much in that Douglas Adams kind of humor style just just the I don't really know how to describe it but it was it wasn't sci-fi it was fantasy stuff and it wasn't you know necessarily the outlandish stuff it was just it was just the way I worded things but it was it was right after I had finished reading the books <laughs> yep I did that too <laughs> and it it had a huge imp influence on what I was doing it was uh it was a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good. Before we go, and another thing. Yeah. <laughs> which is the name of the sixth book by Owen Cofer. 
<laughs> fitting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed these. Um, yeah. And 42 is the answer. Yes. Problem is, nobody knows the question. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we'll do more of these. I mean, we only kind of touched on the, the first bits. We, we can yeah. talk about the other, other the phases parts. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so don't panic. Yes. <laughs> See, we didn't even go into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you may have heard it because we might in the one we're going to record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn it. Fucking time travel. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy the 42nd anniversary. Yes, we will. Among however <laughs> many <things>. medias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So until next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Excuse me. Oof. <laughs> oh, that old jank spirit's coming right out. <laughs> but that wasn't love. That was a sperm bank. <laughs> Sorry, I think I interrupted you just a second ago. Um, uh, what the hell, I don't remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Huh. I think we should do one more episode tonight. Okay. Because we've been talking about all these things, have not actually given any background on fucking jack shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody's going, what fucking sex did you have? <laughs> uh, cheers, Heather. the fish.